Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Series. I am your host, Jeff Petherwitz, President and CEO of the Petherwitz Group. Today, we have my good friend and customer, Gene Hopkins, who is Chief Marketing Officer at Ipswich. Gene, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> We've been spending a lot of time together lately. Uh, I know, huh? So uh, I think we first met, it was probably about 2004, 2005. And, <laughs> Way right, back. Yeah, I think you were sitting in the back row, but you were, you were very, yeah, you, know, always. you were a great, great student. <laughs> <laughs> Even that. Well, um, it was a. I asked you a lot of questions, and I, I remember that. And you were being very patient with me because I, you know, trying to. I was working for a company called Symmetricom at the time, and we had five different divisions and different sales needs, different marketing needs, and I was trying to figure out how to be able to support those individual sales organizations in the best possible way. And you were very, very patient with me, so I thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, well, again. <laughs> Up being married, three kids. I guess you got to learn it somewhere, right? Um, so, fourteen years later, what's what's changed? Do you think the most? Because um, you were CMO back then, and, and you know, you've had a couple great opportunities in between. But what, what's changed the most? Do you think in fourteen years? Um, I think it's um, there's definitely a, a, a consensus within different organizations that there has to be complete sales and marketing alignment. A lot of these organizations in, um, are typically build up a fairly large sales organization, but marketing hasn't figured out how to support them, how to segment the database, how to be able to um, actively support the sales organization in hitting their objectives. And I think that most CEOs and most boards are looking to marketing not as a Marcom function, but as a demand creation function to be able to deliver a pipeline. And I think you know, 14 years ago, um, what you were working on in terms of the concept of uh, automating certain aspects of marketing to be able to make it work faster and be able to tie it to specific results is really happening now. But I think like most things, you know, there's there's different kinds of marketers and a lot of marketers are very comfortable in the promotion um, aspect or being arts and crafts marketers where they they get all hung up on the design of a website, the design of a logo, the design of a data sheet, and they don't think about the effect of what you're doing. So you end up spending time on things that perhaps are not delivering the best possible results and not really fully understanding the the concept of lead management or customer marketing if you will that we we really need to spend more time as um, as marketers to be able to think how do you keep your customers how do you get a customer how do you keep a customer and and those are I'm gonna just say those things have changed dramatically because most SaaS companies now they're all about reducing churn you know you don't want to you want your customers to stick with you so in in my env environment at Ipswich, we sell perpetual licenses. So somebody can buy a license, and what you want is you want them to have maintenance to be able to come back and get the updated product. Well, how do you communicate that effectively? And those are some of the challenges, I think, um, having sales not just be 100% marketing fed, which is – 
what they expect. You know, you always hear the statement, the leads suck and I want more of them. And that, never, and, and never it, heard that before at all. Ne- <laughs> never heard that before. Never yeah, heard yeah. that. And, but on the other hand, you're trying to say, man, you can't just keep cherry picking leads. It's, it's sometimes there's so many leads there and, and the, the cadence for, for salespeople are, are, hasn't been firmly established because a lot of sales managers are used to doing things an old way. So you could be 35 years old and you could have been selling for 13 years but the world has changed just like just like you were saying 13 14 15 years things have changed in five years things have changed in two years if you look at what's happening now with all the conversational chatbots that are on the website people are moving faster you know if you cannot miss an opportunity to be able to have a warm handoff from set to sales from some sort of a marketing campaign and that, no, that's, that that's was great. a lot. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, I was just I was just smiling because as, as always, when I when I ask you a question, you usually not only answer it, but then you <laughs> answer four other questions I was probably going to ask. So it's great. Uh, so, t- you know, tell me what's going on at, at Ipswich in terms of uh, you mentioned a little bit about having to try to find the balance of, of really marketing to long term right. existing customers. But what are some of your other strategic priorities for 2018? Well, it's an excellent question, Jeff, and you know that you've been part of the transformation here that uh, we brought you on board um, just about a year ago, a little under a year ago, to help us take two legacy instances of Salesforce. One was for a network monitoring product and one was for our uh, secure file transfer products. Both of those legacy instances of Salesforce had been highly customized. I mean, over 50%, both of them, but they were not done in the same way. So, I mean, as you painfully are aware, you know, the way you put in states, the way that you created opportunities, everything was totally different. And we had to take those two plus they were synced to two legacy instances of Marketo, and they were synced to two legacy instances of partner portals or partner finders. And the best thing of all was we used a tool called Scribe to talk to everything and also pulling from our license server to be able to deliver that to the end customer. So with your help, we took a look at the lead management. What was optimized? What did we want to happen from a lead management standpoint so that when we did the one Salesforce and the one Marketo, we were able to have it meet the requirements of the business on a longer term scale. Very painful process, lots of lots of input, as, as you know, and um, we've had to, unfortunately, some of the things that were mandated by um, members of the sales organization were not they're not really best practices. So we've had to go back and rework them. And team members, Colby specifically, has been saying, you know, now that you have a new sales leadership, um, we have the opportunity to be able to do this better. So we had created PQLs and that's not a state that we're working on anymore. We want to get the leads into the hands of the sales organization faster without throwing them into a queue for them to, you know, mold molder away or whatever we want it to go faster 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 and it's happening and that transformation we clicked the button back in October as you know Um, we worked in November and December and now coming into January we have a very strong relationship with um, the North American sales leadership the the new head of sales and we can do um, segmented email sends uh, win back campaigns whatever to a segment and then that list gets loaded into the salesperson's name and then they do a call blitz over the course of the three days and 
What's happened? Well, pipeline. What's, what's happened is pipeline. And for the first time, network monitoring coverage, as an example, pipeline coverage, um, as recently as October, a pipeline coverage was about 1.6. So that means that of the goal for the quarter, we only had in created opportunities uh, 1.6 of, of that, which is lousy. You really want three um, as at a minimum, right? And so we ended up yesterday coming out of a pipeline meeting and our pipeline coverage for North America network monitoring is 3.6 and that's just absolutely amazing and then in the meeting we also one of our team members um, he, he said well do you think that we should take the forecast up and I mean when have you heard like it's going so well that we're going to take the forecast up and that's just the best possible news I think and it's great and, you know, I'm working with a reduced budget. Um, I don't have additional headcount. I mean, I, it sounds painful, but I have 6.3 million of my budget, and, and that's a lot of money, but it's global. And I have, and tied into that about of the 6.3 is 2.8 million is all headcount on a global basis. So, you know, the rest of it has to be, you know, the, the infrastructure, the programs, and it can't be paid media. I mean, just everything that we're trying to do, Marketo, everything in our tech stack to be able to deliver the results for the sales organization. So, but Gene, I'm, I'm curious because, um, you know, you got a lot of marketing executives here and you know, drive better performance, get better ROI, you'll get your budget should increase the, the year over year. So in your case, you're crushing it. The forecast is going up. Are there some uh, additional challenges you're facing as to why your, your budget got in, uh, impacted as opposed to them investing even more in the marketing organization? Well, I, I think what I've had to do is I took from the back half of the year and pushed it into the front half of the year because if we have a good um, – you know, 1H 2018, I feel confident I can go back to the board and ask for funding for the back half because I need to set up 2019. But just running at steady state without being able to juice up the numbers and be able to fill the the lead pipeline or the demand pipeline for the sales organization, um, it, it, we couldn't just keep going the way that we were going. So we have been testing um, some paid opportunities, but the good news is because we've spent so so much of 2017 working on SEO, working on product reviews. So you needed to get to 150 product reviews before Google would start putting stars on your um, your your search findings. And now we have the stars and we're close to 200 uh, reviews right now, product reviews using a variety of different um, website uh, tools, G2 Crowd, you know, Captera, um, Trustpilot, all those guys. And now we're, we're getting that more visibility for us. So so we're also able to reduce the cost of an MQL creation, um, an eval, that sort of thing. We're, we're getting, we're being more efficient, and it's happening across the board on a global basis, which is really awesome. So, um, the challenges I'm faced with is, uh, you know, right now I'm I'm like I'm looking for fifty thousand dollars, right? So, um, so fifty thousand dollars so that I can, um, I, I need to fund a retainer. And I'm trying to find $50,000 and I'm kind of like walking around with a cup to the various my peers to be able to say, please donate. And uh, it, it's because <laughs> it's important for the business, right? But the company here has always spent on the back end, They've, the back office stuff, the R&D, the, the IT support, all that kind of stuff. But the front end has not really been uh, sufficiently rewarded. Now, in 2016, 
mean, I came at the end of that year. They were spending $100,000 a month on uh, Google AdWords for network monitoring. And I can show you that those were not translating into opportunities. They just weren't because there's part of it was a sales organization, part of it. So they, they were looking at you know, spending a lot of money in order to juice up uh, MQLs, but that's not how you did it. So we spent 2018 with a, a nine, a 17, but 2017 with um, SEO, content creation, working on our blogs, making sure that we had more visibility. So that's that's pretty much the, the challenge is can we keep it up? Can we keep driving efficiencies? Um, because I'm not convinced that paid media is the way out, right? I, 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 you, we need to get found more, and uh, but we need to move faster. I was talking this morning that uh, we have a drift implementation, and I had it installed, the application on my phone, and then I have it on my computer as well. And outside of the normal business hours of 9 to 5, we're, we're having visitors to our website that are asking for pricing. And and so we we're automating the the playbook is automated. Well, somebody get back to you, sort of thing. But I'm saying seven to nine a.m. You know, if you're an IT person, a sysadmin, we better have some coverage. You know, and I need to start investing in some coverage for those early hours because, let's face it, everybody is moving faster and faster and faster now. Absolutely. Um, I just, <laughs> Sorry for talking so no, much. No, <laughs> it's it's well, that's just the whole point, right? So I ask you questions and you answer them. So it's that's great. No, I, I just I just keep smiling because you always answer a question with seven. <laughs> so I'm like, I okay. love this stuff. It's so great. Yeah. It's just so much fun to be to turn something around, have it be winning, and and just it it's just great. And I'm so lucky. I have such a great team. I love the people I work with. I love the vendors that I get to work with. I learn constantly. I've learned so much from you and your team just doing this entire implementation. And it's been painful, as you're as you know. Um, and we're working with you right now on um, uh, re-upping the lead management uh, component of things and, and re realigning what we're trying to do in terms of the plan. And uh, we're also doing a huge content creation a workshop with you to be able to make sure that the content that we're putting into our lead nurturing emails and on our website um, resonates so that we can get the conversions. And, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. So... What what advice would you give? And uh, this is going to be one question because yeah, uh, <laughs> we're almost at time. But um, a marketing executive coming up, what would you? What advice would you give to that person? What should they do to become? I mean, if they're going to become a CMO, they want to become a CMO. What advice would you give them? I'd tell them to uh, spend a year selling. Uh, I'd say you need some sales experience. In order for you to be really good at your job, you need to know how hard it is to sell. And a lot of marketers do not understand um, the sales team. Sales team members have a very difficult time. I mean, so much of it is time management. Um, it's not even the the skills. You know, you can have a natural sales personality, but there's always a playbook that you have to be able to follow. And I feel that more if more marketing people had sales experience, they would have empathy for the sales organization. And when the sales organization says these leads stink, 
you know, and then you're sitting on the other side saying, well, no, they don't. But if you've ever had bad leads, you'll know, you'll feel that pain because if you don't have the right kind of leads, you're not going to make your quota. You're not going to get, you're not going to move into accelerators. You're not going to go to president's club. So I think a good marketer needs sales experience. Great advice. Gene, um, as always, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show Sorry, today. Jeff. <laughs> No, it's just great. I, I, I have a feeling you're going to get the most stars. <laughs> so everyone loves listening to you. So thank you again. Thanks a bunch, Jeff. Appreciate it. You bet.